Welcome back to Spinal Tap Minute. We're on episode 48 of the podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and none more black eyes the movie This is Spinal Tap, one magnificent minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. And I'm Sean German of 5MinutesOfMime.com. And with us today, our special guest all the way from the Princess Bride Minute is Jonathan Carlyle. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello, Carla. <laughs> Cleveland, not too, not too far away. I'm in, I'm in the Michigan, so that's oh, cool. At least we're not too far away. Yeah, but yeah, so it's great to be coming. here in the Reinerverse. Yes, great to have you in the. We were talking about the Meathead minutes, the Reinerverse. I love it. <laughs> all in the all in the Meathead family. Yeah. yeah. And we've asked you here today to talk about minute 48 of the movie This is Spinal Tap. And minute 48 starts with Artie Fufkin taking the blame for this uh, record signing mishap. We end with the band uh, leaving their dressing room, heading for the stage of the Xanadu Star Theater in Cleveland, Ohio. And in between, Artie offers up his ass. <laughs> and then we get, we get to see what happens backstage before a concert. So yeah, so this is a continuation of where we we left off for minute 47, and that is Spinal Tap is appearing live in person in a record store for people to get their records signed. Only no one is there to get the record signed. And one thing we said, we were saying last minute, Artie was kind of taking it out on the record store owner and trying to pass the blame. But when it comes to dealing with the band... He isn't quite throwing himself on his sword. He's he's more like throwing his ass onto under uh, the boot, saying, "You know, for, for a man, kick kick this ass." <laughs> I okay. So, admittedly, I have seen this movie. I have seen it more than once. <laughs> but when it came to this minute, I was like, I have no idea what I'm jumping into here in this minute. But then, you know, I I wanted to get some context, and I was like, Nah, I think I'll just try to pick this part of this minute apart without. You know, remembering exactly what the context was, and and so I, I think I understand the relationship of what's going on. But it, I know the first time I saw this movie, um, it was definitely after. You know, it was probably mid '90s, and uh, so to me, Paul Schaefer was the guy on David Letterman, and I was like, why is he swearing so much? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, it's there's some fun got, cameos in this. Yeah, I understand he's got quite the resume, but at that time, I I didn't really know that yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah and he's wearing this great costume with the satin jacket and the mustache and the greasy comb over and it's really a fun character and i love his name Artie fufkin <laughs> <laughs> yeah so actually i think we get a better i think the best look of of that satin jacket is this minute if it, the pink with the darker pink Stripes down the sleeves. It, it's something. It's it's weird. So looking, so we see, and we get a look at, I don't know if we saw it all last minute, but we get our first look of, I think it's Cindy, mm -hmm. uh, the, the groupie that's tagged along with the band. And she's kind of back behind Janine. And of this whole thing, she's the only one dressed like a normal person. <laughs> she's dressed like, you know, you know, the band's dressed like, well, five different guys from five different bands and, the record store owner is kind of, you know, something out of a sketch where he's the old guy trying to be hip. He's like jeans with a leather vest, even though he's in a record store. And Fufkin's got, you know, he's wearing the shirt for the band. He's wearing a Spinal Tap shirt to a Spinal Tap appearance and his uh, the rest of his accompaniment. And, you know, we've talked about Janine and her 
um, embroidered vest and cowboy hat and everything. And then there's the groupie who's just kind of pants, gray sweater. She looks like a person. Yeah, she looks. She, <laughs> she doesn't look like someone wearing a costume. Yeah, she looks normal. She was kind of. Uh, I didn't yeah. really put that in my notes, but I mentally noted that that she looks. She yeah. doesn't look out of place. Now, do we actually see the store owner in this minute? Right at the beginning, just for like the first. Oh, okay. One. The Andy Sandberg. One like? second. The first second. Yeah, yeah. The kind of Grandpa Sandberg looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's any relation. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we just get a brief look at him. In the last minute, he was talking about how, you know, just business is bad and it's not his fault. And now we're on to Artie. Yeah. And also, Nigel, we didn't, we couldn't see it last minute, but I've just, Mm -hmm. just confirmed Nigel is chewing gum and smoking a cigarette (laughs) in this. That's like an ongoing Nigel thing we're noticing is he's constantly smoking a cigarette and chewing gum at the same time. I I don't smoke or never have smoked, but I can just only imagine how how gross that must taste or or be to to have that yes. gum just soaking that up the whole time. So yeah, what did you notice about this minute, Jonathan? You said you took a few notes. What what's coming up for you here? Well, Paul Schaefer was a big part of the the focus because uh, it was enjoyable to watch him when 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 the mid nineties, you know, the David Letterman version of Paul Schaefer that I knew. Mm-hmm. It's just fun to watch him do something else. And I don't know, I don't really know him, so I don't know if the way he acts in this movie is, is this really putting him putting on a character or is, was his act on David Letterman? Was that kind of him putting on a character? Because on David Letterman, he was kind of goofy, but he was really kind of reserved. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. that David was always kind of putting on him and uh, he was just kind of taking it, so... It's weird to right. watch this somewhat silly outburst, so it's kind of fun to watch. But yeah, I remember he used to do kind of a um, James Brown thing too, right? Uh, on David Letterman, where he'd come out and perform and have somebody come out with a. Uh, does anybody remember this? He'd like perform <laughs> yeah, and then someone come out with a cape, come and... out with a cape and throw it over him, and he'd then throw the cape off, and that's a whole told James Brown thing. So I definitely remember him mm-hmm. showing his theatricality. He did yeah. that, yeah, or where what or whatever he'd wear. I remember oh, he'd yeah. wear very um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah theatrical clothes. Yeah, my my impression is that the yeah the Letterman. Paul Schaefer is kind of the closest to to real life Paul Schaefer and that this this is definitely a character this isn't this Artie Fufkin uh, I don't think is anything like a, right an actual I just didn't Paul know Schaefer. if if uh you know some people are reserved and stuff and then but if you put them into a character then they just go all out with it so I didn't know if is is that just kind of the way Paul Schaefer is so you you put him in this role and you say okay this guy is a little sleazy and he's playing the mm-hmm. angles and he's he's trying to make a scene to to kind of I don't know to to throw everybody off or something so he's like yeah I can I can do that I wouldn't normally do that but I can do that right. now yeah well and he he would know this character so Paul has played with Paul cuz you know we go back <laughs> <laughs> Paul Schaefer has played with everyone so before he was with Letterman he was with you know the house band for Saturday Night Live so for long stretch, the original cast, and for many years, he would have played with, you know, with all the musical guests that they had. But he's also, he's toured with a bunch of people. He's played with 
with so many different people. I think he's currently the bandmaster for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So he kind of heads up all those productions and, and those performances. And so he would, you know, just, but he would know this, you know, an Artie Fufkin type, you know, he would know the promoter or the, the rep, the promo guy. Yeah. I think he would have a lot to draw on from personal experience on these kind of the, the business types that are around the artistic center of the music business. Yeah. And I would say also with all of that experience, he would be well-versed in doing improv too, because it seemed, you know, collaborating mm -hmm. with creative folks and being around the Saturday Night Live people. I'm sure you just get, you get comfortable doing all that kind of just off the cuff stuff. So yeah, he really embraced this. This is a good, good, funny, memorable character that we see for about, two and a half minutes of the movie and then we're on to some other stuff. <laughs> so what do you guys think of, of this move? Like I said, you, you weren't here for it, Jonathan, but in the previous minute, he is laying it all on the record store owner. He's saying, what's going on? You know, I thought we had a relationship. Now I feel like a schlub. Nobody's coming in. And now he's turning on a dime. He's, my impression is he's like getting ahead of it. So in, before they can start yelling at him, mm -hmm. he kind of, to soften the blow, starts oh, yelling right. at himself and taking the blame. All right. What do you it's think about that? Classic. Movie? <laughs> I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know about, uh, yeah, I don't have personal experience with, uh, you know, people that are trying to set you up for gigs and stuff. But I mean, even that, mm -hmm. I have three kids and that's even something the kids do, you know, and like, oh, I I know I should have done this thing before you can even say anything to him. And you know, I'll, I'll get right on it. And, and I'm like, okay, okay. I just want to have, no, I, I'm, I'll be, I'll be fine. I, I got it. No problem. <laughs> Yeah, he does. And, you know, actually him doing that, it does break the tension, you know, so he does. Everybody's looking pretty miserable and agitate him at, at agitated at him. And what he does does work. You know, it's the first time we see David crack a smile and, you know, he's showing his butt. And, and I mean, <laughs> you just got to laugh at, at those classic 80s jeans with some piping and. You know, they're very fashion, fashionable <laughs> jeans, and everybody's getting a good kick out of it. I'm going to take a little picture of him showing his butt. It's a big, big wallet yeah. sticking out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I just, the way he says it, do me a favor. Do me kick, a favor. just kick my <laughs> ass, okay? Kick my ass for a man. Yeah. That's all. Kick my ass. Enjoy. Come on. I'm not asking. I'm telling you. I'm not asking. You. I'm telling. With, with this, kick my ass. Yeah, it's really, uh, he's really hamming it up, yeah. but in a yeah, fun way. <laughs> Cindy seems to be uh, getting a kick out of it. And it does seem to, you know, amuse the band. They seem to get a little bit of a chuckle and it, it breaks the tension. It does. Uh, it does work. Yeah. Well, anything else about this section or should we move into soon after this? Then we're going into the. Um, I have I, I've got some cool. notes here. Cool. Yeah. Um, OK, so again, context wise, does Derek have a cold? <laughs> we're not sure. Something is oh, okay. amiss with the nasal. Yeah, department. He's, there's something in there <laughs> that he's desperately trying to get out. <laughs> Yeah. So we don't okay. know what it is. Um, um I like let's see. I okay, just looking at stuff in the background. We've got a bunch yeah. of records and mm -hmm. I, I didn't look at all of them, but I looked up some of the, the ones that I could read off of and stuff. And I'm cool. I'm just wondering, is Spinal Tap even in the right room? Because <laughs> the the musical choices that they're sitting in, I mean this might just be like the signing booth, sure, but sure. but it, 
it doesn't look like this, uh, you know, trying to be heavy metal band in there sitting by Bobby Helms and, and, uh, Japan is yeah, in there. Freddie Cannon. And what we noticed is everything is a cutout bin. Yes. Yeah, so Every in the... bin that we see is the cutout bin, which is like the yeah. remainders. You know, these are the records that have been deeply discounted yeah, and so can't be returned. They're in the cutout so. section. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a good yeah, that's a good call Jonathan is like uh, the even this section is like the bargain basement section of the, of the... <laughs> And uh yeah, and their display we were noticing, you know, behind them it's like the album over and over and over again with the 599, you know, kind of is as that, their backdrop. Is that their album? That's their album. Yeah. That's okay. why <laughs> they they released an album that the um that's the none more black. Yeah. You know, it's all black. There's nothing on it. I, I thought so. I just thought it was I thought it was interesting that every single one of them has a <laughs> price label. Yeah, I guess maybe it was just there. Just in case you didn't see I it the know. first dozen times, they'll want to have it. Yeah. Up. Yeah, and it kind of really brings home the decision from a marketing perspective, the decision to do the all black cover when you see it lined up just rows and rows of the album behind them. And it looks you know, when you look quickly, it, it looks like there's nothing there. You almost, you know, if you, it's, I can imagine walking into this store and if you just glance over at that wall, you think there's nothing for sale. It's just, you know, how, how much more black could that be? None. And, <laughs> now, what is the, did they keep, okay, I, I know that I'm really revealing That's myself fine. here, but did they keep the, did they keep the name of the album and just put a black cover on it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it is smell the glove, but it doesn't say smell the glove. Okay. So I'm not sure how anyone would know it smell the glove. Yeah, so they just got really bad. But it is smell the glove. Bad situation, bad marketing, and everything. Cause right. Because the sign hanging from the ceiling says, you know, they're there to autograph their new album, Smell the Glove, and then you look behind them and it's just a bunch of black things that say 5.99. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you you might think you could you could you really wouldn't be blamed for thinking that the name of the album is 599 because <laughs> oh, yeah. that's the only thing you see written in that area <laughs> other than the sign you know that says they're signing smell the glove more of downside of the you know the effect of this decision to go with an all all black cover just another aspect of of how things are going wrong for them um i will say before we we leave this scene that I, I did already mention it, but the Bobby Helms Jingle Bell Rock that uh, mm -hmm. I'm not saying there aren't better versions out there, but that's my favorite version of that song. Oh, oh, OK. That's good actually, to know. Back back in the day, back in the embarrassing days, um, when I was somewhat first still learning how to play guitar, that uh, some friends of mine and I, we recorded a couple different songs just to hear ourselves. It wasn't to, to sell or anything. And. Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock was one of those songs, and I I didn't copy it, but I listened to that over and over just for inspiration. So. Oh, cool. Well, we'll have to link to that version of it yeah. so we can hear which one. Yeah, okay, good. Cool. Well, that's a good little tidbit. Yeah. Yeah, so just on, on that tip, so there's the, the Bobby Helms, Jingle Bell Rock, like you mentioned. Uh, in a previous minute, we noticed there's uh, Freddie Cannon and his 14 booming hits. Uh, there's Japan, as Heidi mentioned, and that's pretty easy to see because it's a, a white cover in big red letters, Japan. And that's uh, that's actually the album uh, Quiet Life uh, from the group Japan. And then next to next to Japan is uh, Sides is the name of the album from Anthony Phillips. 
and I think next to Bobby Helms, I haven't I, I, I haven't been able to identify the exact album, but I believe that's the Boys Choir of Vienna. Mm. That's next to Bobby Helms. I think it's a Christmas album because it looks like the word Christmas is in it. Okay. Have yeah, have either of you been able to identify any of the other albums in the background? I looked that one that that says like it looks like it says Battle of the uh, Pages or I couldn't I couldn't spell it out well yeah. enough in Google to give me a, any kind of a mm-hmm. search. Um, I mean, it looks like it says Battle of the Ages, but there's a couple letters before Ages, so I'm not sure hmm. what that's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, I haven't been able to figure out what that. It's the Battle of of something of spaces. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm able to pin down <laughs> yeah, that I one, and I tried. Uh, I tried like taking a screenshot and then cutting out the little square just of the single cover and then doing like an image search and <laughs> that, yeah, nothing came up. Well, so some, some of these are lost to history. It's good to still have a few, few mysteries in our lives. <laughs> right. Yeah. We don't want to. Is 599 in the, okay. This movie was released, what? 84? Yeah. Uh, 599. <laughs> is that a decent price for a record? To me, it seemed low. I I can't remember exactly, but I feel like everything was always around I don't know ten bucks back then. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, because I I would have been in my my album buying youth, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking like nine ninety nine was was closer to the price point. You know, maybe like you know eight ninety nine nine ninety nine. Yeah, like nine or ten bucks. So yeah, this does seem a little low, Five for especially for a new release. You could see like once something's been out for a while, but for the folks that want the new thing, that need the new thing right away, they would they would pay more, right? Yeah, you'd think. I think so. And plus they're plus they're there to autograph it. So are they are they, are they charging more for the autograph as well, or do you get do you get the whole deal for six bucks? Yeah, I think you get the whole deal for six bucks. Yeah, yeah, pretty. So that's a little, little more yeah. sad sadness yep. to the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good thing we've got a little comedy relief with this ass before moving to the next scene. <laughs> so this crowd looks pretty hyped. They're they're excited for for the band to come to the Xanadu Star Theater in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. So no matter what else has has gone on so far up to this point, Cleveland has has turned out. And they seem very excited. They're they're cheering. You can even hear it in uh, you know backstage. We hear the, the the chanting. They're they're looking for tap. And I wonder. This kind of answers a question that I've always wondered because I think almost every concert I've been to starts late, does not start at the posted time. And I always wonder, like like the band knows there's a concert. It's you know <laughs> they know what's going on. They know what time the show's supposed to start. I always suspected are they just they're just hanging out backstage, fiddling around, and then at some point they just figure, eh, all right, what the heck? We've made them wait long enough. Let's go. And this confirms it. Here we go. We get to see you know the 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 secrets revealed. Yeah, they're just hanging out, killing time, and then at some point they're like, eh, all right, we've made them wait long enough. Let's go. Is that is that their choice or their uh, their judgment call, or would that be more their manager's judgment call? Where's their manager? That's a great question. question. Yeah, he's been missing the last few scenes. Yeah, he has MIA. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, because he yeah he's not yeah he's not at the hotel room when Artie shows up. He's he's not in the record store handling that. And then yeah, he's not. And it's weird because we've seen 
other backstage scenes where he's been in the the green room or dressing room or whatever b- before a show. Um, yeah, so we don't we yeah we don't see any managers. We don't see even even someone that might be representing the venue, like a stage manager or anything. It seems to just be up to them <laughs> that whenever they feel like they want to go, they go. Yeah, I mean, I've been in several bands before, and sometimes it's just the nature of getting it all together. You know, mm-hmm. the people out front that are getting the sound and the lights and making sure everybody's in, you know, like that most of the crowd is in and... um and yeah, sometimes in back you're tuning instruments and something breaks and you have to replace it. And I, I've never experienced, at least to my memory, just sitting around <laughs> waiting for whatever. <laughs> it's usually we're waiting for somebody to show up or there's some thing that's kind of holding us behind. And I do recall being in a band when, uh, and it was a smaller club and somebody in our band saying like, well, I know we said we were going to be on at 10, but, you know, let's just wait a little bit to kind of get them. I said, no, you know, like, let's be perfect. To me, being professional means getting out there when you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I still feel like getting out there when you're supposed to can be 15 minutes to a half hour later than the posted time, because that's just the nature of getting everything together. But yeah, but I mean, you're when you're getting everybody together, there's a lot of components, mm-hmm. you know. There's all the instruments, all the people, and then right, like and they, and the they they do have a little bit of a stage show in terms of well, certainly you know if there's an opening act, opening band, they've got to finish up. But then if they're you know if they're setting up the pods for a rock and roll creation or something like that, you know that needs to be ready, that needs to be done before they can go out. Yeah, I've even played places where <laughs> these are. You know, smaller gigs where you have to re- tell the bar to turn the TVs off. <laughs> they're on and distracting, and yeah, yeah. Now, in when singing in a bar, have you ever had them say, you know, wait, wait another fifteen minutes? We want to keep selling beer, like because they're worried as soon as the band goes on, people are going to be watching the show and not drinking. And did, did they ever do that? No stuff like that yeah sometimes it's like oh well let's just give it a few more minutes to get more people yeah settled yeah. in or something sure well I, I do like before get digging into this scene i do like the fact that they have that moment where everything we've mentioned is against them and then we cut right to you know kind of a kind of a maybe that's not every seat is full but a, a loud crowd anticipating so we at least mm-hmm. get to see that okay they, yeah. they do have a show they yeah. do have an audience so you know, sometimes it doesn't always work out in their favor, but but they they are a yeah. band doing something. Yeah, this gig this yeah. <laughs> gig isn't canceled, and there are people there. Well, yeah, and I don't think I've I've been to a show certainly you know that that's this enthusiastic where the band is is or the sorry the crowd is chanting like that before the band comes out. So I think it's a, it's a good sign. So that maybe uh, you know some things are going right, maybe. <laughs> They've got some interesting stuff back here. Now, there's the famous scene in the past, you know, already previous scene where we're folding the Mm -hmm. bread and, you know, trying to rise above the weird, you know, stuff that's offered for them to eat. But this is like, there's a tea kettle, which I get. Yeah. Maybe you're making some tea, a hot plate. But there's also a blender. Blender. (laughs) (laughs) Like maybe they're making margaritas back there or something. I never noticed that before till this moment. (laughs) 
And then, yeah, and then the guys are, yeah, they're warming up, and then it looks like maybe Viv and somebody new, you know, has popped in. Some new ladies have popped in to bring a little Mm -hmm. something special to get everybody hyped up before the gig. Yeah, one of the one of the rare drug references in the so we see yeah the they're passing something there and Viv uh he's got a, a just a wide grin on his face. <laughs> he looks like he's he's happy either way. We're gonna sit back here and uh, on the sofa, fine. Oh, you want me to go to the stage? Fine. He, he's just happy. <laughs> he's gonna go wherever they want him to go. I'm wearing wearing stripes. He's not wearing red for a change, but he's wearing a thin black and white stripe underneath a uh an ornately filigreed jacket. Is that right? Is that what you call that? Sure. The kind of the gold <laughs> piping and but yeah, he's he's happy, show or no show. And then they need to uh they need to summon Mr. Shrimpton from <laughs> what I can only assume is is uh It's gotta be the, the bathroom. Yeah, that's what maybe I maybe there's a tub in there. Is he taking maybe he's having a soak <laughs> before the show? Yeah, and it looks like um Nigel's doing like tongue exercises too <laughs> they take off. That's just his tongue warmed up. Yeah. I, I like that that uh Nigel and David are, are like tuning off of each other. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. that seems like a horrible idea, but uh Right, they're, right. They're, and they're only tuning the one string at the time, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well right. How do they know which one is right? Which one is the uh they should be going to? Like don't they, they don't. shouldn't they have roadies to do some of that stuff or yeah, that's a good question. We don't really see roadies handling their equipment, so to speak. But yeah, I guess it depends on your status at the time. And mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel like sometimes people probably just want to make sure it's done right. Yeah. So right. maybe they only want to touch it. I guess I'm. But there's also. Yeah. A, I guess I'm asking. Yeah, all these, I'm asking all these silly questions, but really, all of that stuff just sets it up for the, the what happens in the next minute. I mean, just the. Yeah. I, I like the energy <laughs> of them having their their instruments yeah. in their hands already, and the manager. Totally. Manager can't be around because he would be the practical one, and you know the, what happens in the next minute probably wouldn't happen with the manager around. So. Well, maybe we should move on to the next minute then. <laughs> yeah, you you've kind of teased it. I wonder what's going to happen. Well, the next minute, obviously, they go up on stage and they play a concert to a, a raucous crowd. Yeah. That that must be what happens next minute, right? It comes out of the bathroom after the first knock, and everything's good. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else particular for minute um, forty-eight. Shall we wrap it up and? Would you be willing to come back tomorrow, Jonathan, for another minute? Absolutely, but I do have. I always have one more thing. I don't know. Oh, great! Just the way I am. It, one, I love it. One tiny thing. When Nigel first takes off before he knocks on the bathroom door, you see his headstock, and it it bugs me to no end that his uh, the, his string ends are all over the place. Oh, but they're not neatly they're not neatly trimmed, uh, and they're just all over the place. It, that's what bugs me. <laughs> He's a little sloppy, yeah, yeah. Sloppy yeah. guitar. Have to look at that. Okay. I see it. I see it. See, I was so distracted by his tongue, I wasn't noticing that detail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think when it bugs you that much, you, I'm, I just because it, it happens really fast, and I even then I noticed it. I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah. They're not. He, uh, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> that always bugs me, and I think it. I think technically it can affect your playing. It, maybe. 
maybe if you change your strings enough, it doesn't really matter, and you just keep going forward. But I'm too too neat like that. I don't like yep. it. Yeah, maybe with his, you know, with his enthusiastic solos, he goes through strings yeah. so quickly that it makes sense not to wind them up too tight at the end. Good eye on that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's all I had. <laughs> well, cool. Well, we hope you've all um, enjoyed hanging out with us for episode 48 of Spinal Tap Minute. And we hope you'll come back and join us again tomorrow when um, we see what happens next now that everybody's revved up and raring to go. And um, as usual, you can find us at SpinalTapMinute.com and everywhere else under at SpinalTapMinute. And Jonathan, if people want to hear more of your insightful observations, where can they do that? Well, um, they can go to Twitter at TPB Minute. And there's that. Uh, if you want to actually just go right to the website, that's theprincessbrideminute.com. That is with a T-H-E at the beginning because I'm a stickler like that. Um, <laughs> and Steve is too. He's the one that actually set that up and then I approved. So it's all good. <laughs> um, and then on Facebook, you can search for The Princess Bride Minute. And our listener page is A Battle of Wits, The Princess Bride Minute. Cool. 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 Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm a listener and I'm a fan. And uh, if you're, you know, if any of our audience, if you want to see what other folks think of other movies that Rob Reiner has directed, check out the Princess Bride Minute. Yep, the only two that exist right now: Spinal Tap Minute and Princess Bride Minute. Yeah, right. yeah. We'll have to. Uh, we'll see if we can add some more folks to our our Meathead Minute family. He's he's, <laughs> he's got some good good movies. He did. Definitely. He did. But uh, the the two best are are off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're spoken for his point, obviously. So that'll wrap it up for this Minute 48. Please join us again next time. But until next time, and so say all of us, tap tap into into America. America!